0: What's going on, everybody? This is Red here once again with Monster Investigators of America podcast. I am going to wait for my buddy. Uh, I'm going to end up letting you know he's my co-host for my brand new podcast, Working Class Podcast. I can't wait to get this up and going. We're going to be up and going in a couple weeks and super excited. So as soon as he could sign on, unless he's having some kind of technical difficulties... And hopefully he's not. Um, We'll be good to go. Says two people are live right now. So I'm assuming he's the number two. Hopefully he is. And uh, hopefully it should pop up soon. But we got a lot of stuff going on today. We're going to talk a little bit about the future podcast. Going to introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend who's going to be my co-host as soon as he jumps on here and we're going to go into, uh, and then we're going to be going into a little bit of questioning for my buddy. And we're going to see exactly if he has any background in what we talk about right here on this podcast, the MIA podcast. And, We'll see what's going on. Sorry for the pausing. Um, Jeff, if you're on, hit the call in button. Um, you should have automatically got attached by uh, the invite I sent you. So hopefully we'll get that sorted out um, shortly. I'm going to check in with him real quick. Sorry if it goes quiet for a second. Uh We'll see if he's able to connect. Um, Hopefully he can. And sorry if you hear me texting. My bad. Um, So, all right. So you are on. I'm not sure where the call-in button is for you because I've only ever been a host Uh, But it should be on the top of your screen, I believe, on on the laptop. If you're on the laptop, uh, you just hit call in. It should say call in 1 through 7 or 1 through 8, whatever it is. Um, Or you just hit the link for it, and then it should pop up as well. Uh, We'll see. Um, Nothing yet. Again, apologies, my bad. We're uh, trying to got some technical difficulties going on uh right now but super excited it's going to be a lot of fun and I hope everybody enjoys the show wow you know what I just looked at I didn't realize there's over 4000 almost almost 4200 um interactions with our podcast which is kind of cool I, I think that's great we're we're live uh too we're level 2 Wonderful. How are you doing today? Thanks for joining the podcast. Appreciate it. We're having a little bit of difficulties waiting for my co-host popping up. Hopefully uh, soon. He's going to be the co-host for the Working Class Podcast. And it's going to be a lot of different things. Of it's course, it's going to be about jobs. We're going to have people call in. We're going to talk about ourselves a little bit in the beginning, uh, let you know our history, but we're also going to talk about sports, um, movies, different stuff, because like I said, it's called a working class podcast and we're going to concentrate solely on us, the working class, the people that actually go out and spend their hard, hard earned money on, uh, you know, different things, whether it's video games or, uh, pay-per-views for sports, or... Do they actually have pay-per-views anymore? That's a question I gotta ask my buddy. I don't know, what is going on? We're having some weird, uh... Weird... Issues. Um... All right, so what I'm going to do is let me see. It should be showing me who's 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 on right now. So let's take this real quick. Uh, all right, Jeff, if you're on, uh, do me a favor and comment live so I could I could see that you're up there, and so we could get this up and rolling. Apologize to everybody that's going to end up hearing this when we publish it. Um, just having a couple of technical difficulties. I'm not sure why, to be honest. Uh, I don't want to hear my own voice in my headphones. No, that's horrible. Uh, Listeners. Let's see. All right, there we go. So this is what I'm going to do. Um, so I just sent you an invite, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, sent, uh, accept, and hopefully we'll see if it works out. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? I my I hate when there's silence on the podcast, and there's a, there's certain podcasts I listen to, and sometimes it's silence for like two or three seconds, and I'm I'm like, oh come on, bro, fill that in. Let's go. What are you doing? Um. But I just sent you an invite, Jeff, so let me know uh, if you got it. I'm not sure what in the world is going on. I'll send you another one as well. And uh, here we go. Listeners again. Jeff sent you another invite. Gonna add you as an admin. Um. Hopefully, it starts to work out. All right. So hopefully, uh, we don't have to start this all over again. I'm so so sorry if you guys hear me clicking. um still having some technical difficulties here 7 minutes and 32 seconds into the podcast and i see that still not connecting it looks like we're having some kind of uh some kind of issues going on here so i guess what i'll do is i might shut down and try again if i don't we don't get this connected and, and up and running which i'm not sure what's going on they actually seem like they changed this up a little bit as well uh wow that's so weird well i mean at least they uh They end up, I guess, um adding music to this. So that's that's interesting. Didn't know that they uh they had that. So themes, greetings, admins, what we got? Not yet. Alright. Um let's see uh what happens when you click the link. I don't know why space didn't go in there, but all right. There we go. I see Jeff in the live studio. So it says you're in the live studio now. Hopefully, I mean, it could have just been maybe some kind of issue on my end. Hopefully we could get you uh, up and going now. I'm going to send you another... Invite and we'll see if we can get it up and going. Can't you tell? Excited. So we'll see. Um, that's weird because you were actually on here, but it just it just popped on too again. So I'm going to read this little thing. To, uh, Harassing obscene or racist content is prohibited and I damn sure will not <laughs> put up with any of that. Please be respectful when participating in a live show by using the call-in feature. You understand that your voice may be recorded and published by the host. Uh, still working on my... Um... Yeah, that wasn't Jeff. Jeff! Uh, where you at, buddy? There we go. I don't know why I just asked me to send you an invite. Um, are you on? I don't know what is going on. But it shows that I sent you an invite, popped up. For some reason, it asked me to send you another one. Uh, so I did. Um, it says you entered the live studio. It still shows that you're in here. So we'll try again. We're gonna go to, well, there's, it says there's no listeners now. Man, we're having some crazy compl, uh, complications. Let me see if for some reason, uh, listeners, admins, greetings, themes, recording, unlisted. What is unlisted? No, I don't want the show unlisted. I'm guessing that's what that is. Uh, nope. I just muted myself. Didn't mean to do that. I don't know what in the world is going on here. Um. All right, we're going to try this again. All right, I see that you're back in. Just show that you signed back on. So we're going to try to send you another invite uh, as speaker. So we've sent your invite is now a speaker. All right. Get it as hell. Right. I'm not sure what happened, but I am glad to have you aboard, Jeff
1: no problem brother. so right now while i try to figure out the laptop portion uh i'm currently talking to you from my phone
0: well that's fine you're actually coming in really good hopefully uh anybody that's listening um can hear you nice and good so did you get a chance to to uh listen to any of the podcast this podcast
1: so i listened to a little bit uh Oh, the one you sent me earlier, and I was looking through some of the the stuff and looking back to like march twenty fifth and february twenty fourth when you're talking about bigfoot you know uh funny thing I've been watching a series uh something along the lines of hunting Bigfoot on discovery plus where they they've been using an algorithm like a very very advanced algorithm to track down the precise when and where locations on uh on Bigfoot. Actually, if you give me a second, I'll pull it up and give you uh, the exact name of it. It's a great show. And honestly, the more I watch it, the more I think Bigfoot's actually out there, my friend.
0: I tell you what, man, I've uh, I've had the chance to listen to uh, my share, my fair share of people and have people email me um, for the podcast. Um, Unfortunately, they were too afraid to come on to share their story, but um, I I definitely believe that that Bigfoot's out there. I mean, and not just that, but listening to other people, other podcasts such as uh, Sasquatch Chronicles uh, with Wes Groomer. The guys, the guys, amazing. I call him the uh, pretty much the uh, cryptid Godfather, uh, oh, yeah. the Podfather, I guess, as it should be.
1: <laughs> podfather, I like that. So I found the show. It's called Expedition Bigfoot. And if no uh, listeners have uh, heard it or seen this show, it's out on uh, Discovery+. And what I like about it is three of the main people that are out there chasing, you know, Sasquatch, Yeti, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them, you know, same name, different parts of the region. You got uh, Dr. Myra uh, Moyer, a uh, renowned primatologist. You have Russell Accord. uh he did a lot of work with uh, military survival special forces stuff like that so you know he's naturally good at tracking and the one that i like the most is ronnie leblanc and he had spent his whole life piecing together information and stories and this and that about uh bigfoot you know if you guys have a chance take a look listen at, to it great stuff
0: yeah, Expedition Bigfoot, man, it is a great show. I, I started watching it from season one. I, I actually did a review. It's 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 somewhere on one of the episodes. Um, the guys do really uh, a really good job. I think it's very interesting. I think the my, uh, I think my only issue is um, I want to say season two. Uh, so season two, I believe they started out, uh. I could be wrong. I might I might be Miss but I believe they started out in Kentucky. Yeah. And. Uh, the, uh, caves. Yeah. And then they start and then um, they talked to a gentleman. They met somebody at a gas station was like, hey, the, if this is who you're looking for, which it was just really it was really weird. It's almost like the guy was waiting for them, knew that they were going to be there and was waiting to show up.
1: I remember that episode uh they were just stopping trying to get better signal for their phones whatnot get some gas and i don't remember if he was an enlisted or officer but he said hey you want to check this place out uh the military warned us about something being in the woods and it it just completely sent their investigation into left field
0: it definitely did. Uh, it, my thing was, it seemed like Kentucky was actually starting to heat up. I know they thought it was cooling off, but I've I've been I've been involved in the the cryptid world for for a, a while now. I I started probably when I was about sixteen, seventeen myself. No, I'm not gonna ever call myself a researcher. Um, just and nothing against anybody that does. I, I'm more like an investigator. I like to go out. You know, check things out. uh When I hear that people had encounters or sightings or heard, you know, wood knocks or whoops or, or whatever it is, I like to go out and put boots to the ground and, and check it out for myself. And sometimes I'll stay a couple days out in that area just to see what was going on. But uh to me, it just seemed like Kentucky was really starting to heat up. And then all of a sudden, you get this guy from the Air Force that I, I, Uh, was he retired? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. And, and said, Hey, go to Washington, this specific spot, which also ended up being a a hot spot for him. But it was just, to me, it was just a little, a little odd, I guess.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, And, you know, for the naysayers out there, I get it. You're going to say, Oh, that's, you know, stage. It's not real. You know, I'll I'll give any cryptid show, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but, like, one of the few ones, and, you know, not casting a shadow of doubt on, like, any show because people believe what they want to believe, which is fine. Um, the Monster Hunters with all those good old boy, country boys, you know. Mountain Monsters? Yeah. Yes. That I can see as a, uh, you know, being uh, scripted a little bit, but, you know, this one...
0: I don't think it is no, you know what uh i i I personally don't know Russell. I know people that do know Russell uh-huh. and Russell to me uh not just having a military background and have the survivalist background, but to me he seems like a stand up guy and he just wouldn't be a part of something like that because Bigfoot has been a part of his life for a while. this is this show wasn't isn't just his first uh Interaction with the whole Bigfoot deal. Um, he's he actually throws a Bigfoot festival almost every single year. Uh, Is that at? It? It, um, it, I think it's in a different state almost every year. Uh, this year I'm not sure if he did it. I heard that he got a little sick. He wasn't feeling too hot, so I'm not sure if he went through with it. But every year he does he does it, and he throws a hell of a Bigfoot festival. I, I mean, people have nothing but great things to say. And I know some podcasts, some of the top guys in this field, in this podcast, uh, which is in uh, natural science, and uh, they're in the one and two spot all the time, which is uh, Tony Merkel with the confessionals. And uh, again, Wes Groomer with Sasquatch Chronicles. They've been there. They praise the guy. um, So I definitely take their word for it.
1: I mean, it, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying 100% that there's something out there, but I will say this, the amount.
0: Oh, no, what's going on? Don't tell me this messed up on my end. Oh, did it. Come on, come on. All right, are we still on? Jeff, you still there? What just happened? All right, I'm not sure what just happened. We somehow got disconnected. I'm going to have to keep an eye on on this. Normally, I do it on my laptop, uh, but I'm having a, a signal problem with the laptop. I got to fix that. I'm going to fix it after this podcast. So when we start doing it, our sonic quality is way better. Um, Is the podcast still going? All right. So, all right. It's showing. Well, it's showing live one. So it looks like it's just me on here right now. I'm not sure what just happened. Are we still live? All right, so you can hear me. I don't know what just happened. Um, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're all listening. Again, we're going to be publishing this. Uh, so Jeff can hear me. Did you, by chance, uh, get my new invite for it? <clears throat> you might have to uh, maybe leave the room and go back in. I'm not sure what's going on. This is really odd. And of course, we're, talk, we're talking about Bigfoot and Expedition Bigfoot, and it's um, it's awesome. All right, so i right, I'm I'm gonna send you uh, another invite. Uh, just it shows me that you're back on, so I'm gonna show you another uh, send you another live invite, and hopefully that will work my bad that was that was probably on me my phone i don't know why it does that when i'm on here it shouldn't be falling asleep at all um but it did so apologies all right I'm trying to get this worked out again we got some some crazy technical uh issues you know what i'm going to do here we go this uh no, I'm not sending a, a thing out to myself. Uh you know what Jeff? I don't think you have my regular number for some reason. So this is what I'm gonna do. We'll do that. Uh now send send me your email to that and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send e uh an actual invite f- for the co-host um and then we'll we'll get that up and running and hopefully that'll that'll work out and then i'll actually be able to do an introduction because i didn't get a chance to do to actually introduce you i was talking about you while we're trying to figure all this stuff out but did not get the chance to do the introduction um we will though this time around that's for sure So, we'll get this uh, straightened out and fixed, and that should hopefully work with no issues. So, here we go. Um, I don't know what this stupid thing is doing. There we go. All right. So, this should work. All right. All right. So I sent you an invite, and now you're actually automatically on my list to send invites to. So I could just hit the invite button, and it automatically goes you to invite you as the co-host uh, of the show. You should somewhere have the option also to uh, just call in. And a matter of fact, anybody that's listening, if you have your own encounters, your own sightings... It doesn't matter if it's the paranormal, Bigfoot, Dogman, UFOs, aliens. This is what we talk about. We also talk about not a lot. I'll give you that. Definitely not a lot. But most of the time, or sometimes I should say, not most of the time, sometimes what we talk about is the... uh, Oh my goodness! My mind went completely, completely blank. Uh, so sometimes what we do is we'll talk about conspiracies, and that to me I I, I think is very interesting. I like hearing other people's opinions uh, or w- what they believe is going on. So we we do dab a little bit in, but mainly again the name of the show is Monster Investigators of America. Uh, we. You know, talk about cryptids, Dogman, uh, Redcaps, Bigfoot, anything paranormal, the aliens, uh, UFOs. I'm not going to, I will not say anything else but UFOs. I don't care how the new uh, acronym they came out with. It's UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. That's what it is. I don't care about that. that the other thing they came out with. It doesn't matter to me. I think it's the most ridiculous thing uh, ever. So it seems like we're still having issues. issue. Uh, hopefully we'll get it fixed. Oh, all right. Yay, he's back on.
1: All right. So for some reason, uh, the laptop is not letting me uh, get on. So I got to figure that out. But that's another day. But I, at least I still get you on the phone.
0: It might be because uh, right now I'm on my phone, my, my laptop's having issues as well, uh, or maybe it could be the site, and that might be why we're both having issues. Um, They might be doing some kind of update, and it's just strictly for the uh, computers. And um,
1: maybe it's a possibility. So,
0: and yes, I agree with uh, Yeah. Uh, UFO. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me do this introduction. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, my bearded brother, Jeff, uh, he is going to be the co-host with me on our brand new podcast, and it's going to be called the Working Class Podcast. I hope once we get it up and doing, uh, going, uh, we're going to be doing our first episode You know, within the next couple of weeks. Me and him are going to get together and talk about when we're going to be able to do that, uh, but hopefully everybody enjoys it. The Working Class podcast is for all of us. It's for everybody. It does not matter where you're from. It's for all of the people that day in, day out, the bust their backs, work as hard as possible. And, you know, for unfortunately, some bosses that are uh, not exactly uh, very, um, let's say, pat on the back type of boss to say, uh, that, you know, that, that's a good job. So he's going to be my co-host for that right now. I'm introducing him here on my podcast, uh, Monster Investigators of America. And if you have a sighting or encounter, you can get a hold of us at MIA podcast, proto, uh, dot protonmail.com. Again, that's MIA podcast at protonmail.com. That's a mouth there my friend it normally isn't that bad but man i i don't know what happened maybe i forgot my tongue somewhere else because uh it's been tripping all over the place today
1: oh trust me i've had those days then i usually just walk away and drink coffee until i feel better
0: well i decided to have a beer so
1: there it is <laughs> so but so since you're introducing me to, you know, your crew and for the new podcast. You get any
0: questions for me? Yeah, actually I do. Um, So since we're on this podcast, Monster Investigators of America, I was wondering if maybe you had any kind of encounters or anything like that, if, like any or knew anybody that might have had, whether it's paranormal again or cryptid or UFO or whatever. Uh, if you would like to, uh, you know, share them.
1: Well, I, I got a little bit of something. Uh, so I live in here in San Marcos, Texas. You know, and both my nephew and my girlfriend there's There's five of us that share a house at any given time. There's always one person here at the house by themselves. So, accountant, not once but twice. Uh, once, with my nephew, once with my girlfriend, they uh they were home alone, and they swear up and down that one of us called their names, like one of the other three that actually lived here. And you know, they, they came out to answer and they looked around, not a soul in sight. And which I find that kind of interesting because you know. We're a little bit on the outskirts, but we're still close enough for uh, that one cryptic creature called the Wendigo. Or Wendigo, depending on where you're from and how you uh, pronounce that certain vernacular. But, yeah, and it was just weird. It was like, no one's home. The voice mimics someone that lives here perfectly, and there's no one around, you know. So that's the closest... Uh, Uh, That I've heard Uh, Other than that, you know, it's just that real weird feeling of um, being watched when you go to creepy places Uh, Cemeteries haunted buildings stuff like that Uh, which uh, girlfriend and I we took a uh, ghost tour down in San Antonio Um, Unfortunately or unfortunately I should say because we're really looking forward to it. We didn't see any I took a ton of pictures especially inside the uh, manager hotel, which is right next to the Alamo. But unfortunately we didn't see anything that time, but I'm not going to give up hope.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's, 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 it's crazy. Sometimes it's really, and and I always call that a sixth sense. I really think that is our sixth sense. I, I feel that whether we're out in the woods or we're home, you know, that we can tell when, like a spidey sense hits, and that's, that something doesn't feel quite right, uh, especially when you're out in the wilderness um and and getting that or going to a uh, a place that's haunted um it's just something telling you, hey you're not here by yourself there's definitely something watching you so uh, to me that's very interesting, especially with with something trying to mimic uh you know another person's voice um oh, yeah. which You're is creepy oh without a doubt super creepy um <clears throat> so to me that's that's what's really interesting is, is stuff like that and uh I'm actually working on a special podcast I'm going to do um I'm doing homework on it right now but it's on the Sam Houston National Forest and how a lot of people have gone missing over the years uh-huh. in the Sam Houston National Forest. <laughs> but here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Now, the Sam Houston National Forest also holds a lot of sightings and encounters of Sasquatch. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot. And Another thing is, it's not all of them are not friendly. Matter of fact, uh, I heard that a forest ranger said, "If you go on the other side of uh, what is it, the other side of twenty, uh-huh. um, and then that goes across the Sam the Sam Houston National Forest, uh, you're going to encounter a clan." that is not friendly whatsoever and have been known to take lives.
1: That's interesting because that's not the first time uh, you've heard about a Bigfoot type creature being lack of a better term call it hostile Uh, up in going back to the show that we were talking about earlier Expedition Bigfoot you have uh, that one report, so it was in Iraqis, uh, I may get it wrong, but I wouldn't say it was like Denver, Montana, something like that, but they were high up in the mountains, and uh, they, there was a story dating back 1800s time frame, give or take, and these miners were camping and they said that these big hairy creatures were just pelting them in their camp. You know, they had, it wasn't just like tents or anything, but they actually had like fortified cabins made. And these buildings and people were just getting pelted from the mountainside with rocks, you know, so.
0: You know, it's it's funny that you say that. I'm sure there's a, a couple of my listeners, uh, especially when this gets published, that their ears are going to perk when you say that because it's a very, very well known uh, story throughout the Sasquatch Bigfoot world. Um and and they went through hell that night. Absolute hell. They were trying to, you know, from where the story goes, uh, they were trying to actually physically break into the cabin and go after these guys. Um, and there's there's another hostile story that, you know, uh I believe it was Theodore Roosevelt um, in his book, he wrote about, and he came across some hunters, uh, one hunter survived and, and uh, the other ones got killed Were killed off by, by Sasquatch, by Bigfoot. Um, so all, and I'm not saying that all of them are hostile. I, I'm, I'm not, I I personally believe that they're kind of like us. Some of us are really nice some of us you don't want to get mad and others are just ruthless oh yeah and uh, don't care i mean yes
1: we we classify them as a type of primitive hominid you know something that resembles you and i just you know hundreds of times bigger but at the same time you, you got to think any wild animal whether you encroach on territory, get too close to the young, a food source, you know, it's very competitive. And if you just look at the human race and how we're expanding out at an exponential rate, you know, yes, where I live, we got a ton of deer. I've seen some foxes. We're encroaching on nature left and right, which, you know, does it upset me? Eh, to an extent, but it's also, you know, in the name of progress... But at the same time, you know, you think not only are we pushing the natural animals that we know of, we may be pushing them out of their territory and, frankly, they're best.
0: Oh, for sure. And, and see, my thing is this. I think that there's definitely other creatures out there that we just we just don't know. And they're, they're, they're people's thing is always like, well, how can we never – we never found a body? Bro, you don't find bodies of bears. It's far and few in between that you see a body of a bear. But you know bears are real. Yeah. I
1: mean, look at elephants. You know, we have that myth of an elephant graveyard. But no one has acted other than elephants that have been poached and that you know of. You've never seen an, an elephant just die naturally, you know, in the woods or...
0: Savannah, whatever Africa has. And that's the thing. I mean, it's – and talking about elephants, elephants are actually known to bury the bodies. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, that's that's a creature that doesn't have hands, doesn't have the ability to fizzly grab and, and do the dirt, but they're still trying to bury the bodies. And, I mean, you could go across uh, – I was I was just watching a video the other day a video about dogs and and how dogs would come across certain other dead animals. Yeah. And for some reason, deep inside, they bury them. Mm -hmm. So if a dog can do it, why couldn't a Bigfoot?
1: Well, I mean, even if you look at it throughout history, The sapiens, you know, whether it's the great primates, humans, and even if you go into like Neanderthals and stuff, like um, a while back, I watched this huge episode or series uh, talking about the evolution of man. You know, we as humans, we aren't the beginning, but we're a, a combination of all the I peatled hominids that have come before us, you know, Neanderthals. And, you know, forgive me, but several of the others that no longer are around that died out, you know, before the Ice Age, during the Ice Age. It's just... It's evolution, man. Uh, You're talking about a creature. We're making the assumption that it it 100% exists. That it's going to think and act like us to an extent, you know. Reports said, oh, they can build nests. They can use tools. They, they know how to hunt and track, you know, what do humans do? You look at the early hunter-gatherers, everything was primitive. But for some reason, we get the spark to increase our technology. They have not, you know. Everyone's like, oh, well, monkeys never got that big. Well, you have the giant Pythicus, you know, and very few fossils are found because they are that old, even though there's rumors that there might still be some. The oceans, the forests around the world, I mean, just look at the Amazon. Only, what, a small percentage of the entire Amazon has been mapped and explored. Other than that, we don't know what's out there.
0: And that's true. I mean, but you can even go closer. You could go. You could look right here in the United States. Uh-huh. We have a lot. I mean, a lot of land that has not been explored or touched by mankind whatsoever. Yeah. And it's definitely more than possible that that's where they're hanging out because they know we're not around. I mean, just up until. Uh, about six or seven months ago. They thought the Wolverine. The honey, the the, the badger was extinct. Non-existent. For over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. Somebody sees one on trail cam. And then they go out. And they go looking for it. And they find them. I mean they had to go deep in the forest. But they found them. And the reason why is because. Back in the you know the 1800s, late 1700s, they were hunted nonstop oh, yeah. even the 1900s, when it, like right towards the beginning of the 1900s, they thought they were hunted for their furs, oh, yeah. Yeah. so they people thought they were done because they haven't seen them. The thing is, they, they didn't die off. they adapted eventually that's what's going to happen they're going to adapt because they know they have to survive and that's the only way that they'll that they'll survive
1: and you know to put to put a unique spin on it everyone knows the story of the donner party back in the late 1800s early 1900s you know the party that traveled west for gold to california and they ended up screwing up everything and you know eat each other in the mountains of california we roughly knew where they were at, you know, but we still couldn't find them or exact spots for the longest time until, you know, just recently where they had a better idea based off of, of all things cross-country running to figure it out. And they looked in an area that, you know, they've looked over before and they found a axe that was period correct for that time so you get all these years almost 100 125 years later that they finally actually found a legit location for part of the donner party you know what i'm saying so it's going back to what you said there's so many places that we haven't explored and we don't know i mean you look at the sierra nevada's Anywhere in Alaska, the Pacific Northwest, how much of that hasn't been touched by humans in over a hundred years, if at all?
0: Exactly. And I was just uh, watching, watching a special, um, and it's on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, it's uh, Killer Bigfoot, I think, in Alaska. Uh, so pretty much, I, I forgot the name of the town off the top of my head. But they were building up this town in Alaska and they started doing really good. It was you know, made pretty much from fishing, a big fishing town, but their whole goal was to make it a huge town. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a Bigfoot that terrorized this town so much that everybody ended up leaving. And left for over, I think, 50 years. So this show, what this show is actually about is that they they sent about, I think, six or eight guys back to this town. Their goal is to remap out, see what buildings still exist. See how they could redo the town. And they want to reclaim the town from the Bigfoot. But even then, they're still running into trouble from it. Oh yeah. And it, it it's cr- it's crazy. I mean, it, it the different things that are out there, it, yeah. which are mind blown. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. you could go back to the days of the Viking, and there's stories about them fighting. Dogmen. One on one fighting dogmen, army versus army. Mm-hmm. Uh their stories with them actually landing here in America before Christopher Columbus did. Yeah. And fighting the forest giants.
1: I'll give you that but all stories start for a reason you know we have a limited imagination as human beings it's extremely limited uh if you look throughout hollywood every type of story has been done every genre has been done but if you look at myth everything started for a reason so did zeus actually exist maybe did Ares, Odin, did they actually exist? Sure, why not? But how? How did it go from being an explanation for the times to mythology? You know what I'm saying? And going, you know, just touching back on Bigfoot, I'm looking at a website for the sake of sorting sizes. I'm looking at patch.com. And the headline that I'm looking at, Texas, among best places for Bigfoot sightings. Lone Star State ranked eighth in a Travel Channel list of places where residents are most likely to see the elusive hairy creature.
0: And not shocking whatsoever to me. That is not shocking.
1: No, I mean, probably, probably half of them live in one of the caves around here.
0: I mean, I, I'm not sure if if I told you this. I know you knew I had the land out 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 west in in True Scott. Um, but when we went out there, there was some stuff that happened that I cannot explain. Mm-hmm. I tried to, cause at the time uh, my fiance was with me at that time yeah. and the tent was going crazy. Absolutely insane. Now I told her it was the wind. I knew it wasn't the wind. <laughs> No you just I, I sleep at yeah I, I told her it was the window, so oh. I, after a while, I grab my carbine unzip the ten, I step outside, and all of a sudden it stops uh-huh. later on, the next day, she wakes me up about three thirty in the morning and it's telling me that somebody's on our land I'm like what do you what do you mean somebody's on the land? she goes, there is a green light. Over in the distance. So of course we, you know, you have the little side windows on the tent. So I looked outside the tent, peeked my head over, and I'm like, "Well, son of a bitch, there's a green light outside." Uh-huh. Now it wasn't right outside like I thought she was saying. It was probably about a hundred yards away. Yeah, but close enough for me to see. And I'm sitting there staring at. I'm like, seeing how it's moving, and I'm like, "Well, damn, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense." Now this hair, this area, my where my land is, is super hilly. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could probably make it a couple steps if you're lucky at nighttime. But any more than that, you're breaking your ankle without a light. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was like, all right, well I'm grabbing my carbine and got a scope on it. Let me just take a look to see if I could, you know, maybe see an arm, see, you know, a head, because a lot of the times. Uh, what happens, this stupid thing, don't tell me I got disconnected. I'll be so pissed off.
1: (laughs) I can still
0: hear you. All right. Awesome. So a lot of times what happens is, is that you take a look and like say a lantern, for instance, right? The lantern will have a glow and it'll show the, the very least the outline of a person, Or, you know, the same same thing with the, the, the military lights, the red light, the green light. It'll still have a beam of light. Yeah. This was not the case. There was no beam, no glow. It was strictly just this light illuminating oh, yeah. around itself. And I'm trying to get this damn thing on camera, trying to take pictures of it, trying to take a video of it. And all of a sudden, there's a red light that appears. Uh-huh. The red light showed up. And I end up putting the video up on it, and I'll probably do it again. I'll attach it to this since we're talking about it now so everybody can see what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I got my scope on, and I'm like, well, son of a bitch. I don't see nobody's arm attached to this damn thing. Uh-huh. I definitely don't see a face. What the hell is this? And it, there's there's just some things that we cannot explain. Some things we just don't know. Like you you have to take – you sit there and you go through a checklist when you see stuff that you're not 100% sure about. With the lights, with me, it was like, all right, is it a lantern? Check, no. Is it a regular light? Definitely not. No beam, no nothing going on. Is it a human carrying this thing? No, because they would have fell, busted her ass, and broke their leg, and I would have had to come and help them out.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just going back to the lights, like, I work at Cabela's, all right? You know, a hunting outfitting store, and I've I've looked at these lights. They're anywhere from a million to several million lumens, you know, which you – that's how you, you know – categorize the strength of light. Everything puts out a beam that you can see from Mars almost, you know. You turn it on and you have, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning light all around you. So you saying that you see a light that doesn't look like a glow of a lantern, which we've all seen. Most of us have been camping, hunting, fishing, whatever, and we've used it. And no one's going to use a very dim-lit flashlight. No, we're, we're humans. We're not meant to see it in the dark. We need to see what's around us. And to no being, dude, I think you found something.
0: Yeah, man. I've, you know what? Uh, and again, I, I I. did the video, and I, I honestly don't even remember the red light. I didn't remember red light. It was just It was a happy-go-instance type of thing where – I was going through my pictures, and I was like, "Oh wow, I got a, I got a video." And I remember trying to do a video of the green light. Yeah, that I remember. Uh-huh. I do not remember taking this video of this red light.
1: Yeah,
0: and even at that time when I found it, I'm like, Alicia, do you remember a red light? And she was, no, I I I don't. No, I remember the green light. And for a split second in one of the videos, you could see the green light on like in the, in the middle ish of the screen. Uh-huh. But that's for a split second. Now, there are legends and myths that entail of lights also going hand to hand with Bigfoot. There's legends and myths of lights going, uh, you know, it being fairies. Yeah. Um, or just or lights, like old... that light to mess with you and lead you to something that's you're not going to like the outcome of. And, and trust me, I, I'm always that guy that was like, is always like, all right, let's go check this out. Uh-huh. I wanted to go check it out, but there, there was actually a voice in the back of my head to say, hey, just stay stay put here. Do not go and check it out. And I, I also figured, too, because in the back of my head, I'm like, well, if there are people out here on the land, I don't want to walk up there and check it out. And, and they make it to the tent, even though that I had my dogs there and I'm pretty sure my dogs would choose somebody the hell up. Uh-huh. I didn't want to risk it because somebody else was like somebody else that I, you know, couldn't really defend themselves was with me. And I don't want to leave them vulnerable. And that's always my thing. Like, I, I try to look out for the other person with me. Now, if I know that somebody else is with me and we're, you know, we're both fine. We could we could split up for us a couple of minutes and we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We can handle ourselves. And that's a different story. Oh, yeah. But man, I just to, to me, there there's things on this planet you just can't simply explain. And a lot of people are like, well... No, there's no way that that Sasquatch exists. There's no way that uh, Dogman exists. There's no way that any of these other things exist. But until you see it again, and I was probably honestly in the camp of not believing about these lights because these lights are are a thing. And a lot of people report them, whether it's with Bigfoot or with UFOs or or, or whatever, with the, the fairies or whatever it might be.
1: I mean, you're gonna look at you know, just we're gonna forget the whole world for right now and just focus on Texas. Just here in Texas alone, if you go out west, more towards the southwest, like you're headed towards El Paso, you have the city of uh, Marfa, Texas, which is famous for these glowing lights, you know, on this out in the desert. So you get those. Then in East Texas, I want to say right around the San Houston National Forest, you know, there's uh, magical ghost lights uh, on an old abandoned highway out there that cuts through the woods. Now, a lot of people contribute the ones in East Texas to, you know, swamp gas, stuff like that, which I can see that, but are you sure that's all there is? Now, the ones in Marfa, I'm not an expert by any means, and I, I can't explain it, you know, because if you look at that exact same spot, there's no way to get out there and to produce something lights, you know, that you can see from miles away, there has to be a structure big enough to support said lights, and you would see it even from a distance with, you know, binoculars.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with that too. It to, there, when it comes to to the lights or the ghost lights or, or really uh, anything like that whatsoever, um, I mean Hawaii is actually known very very much so. Yeah, for these ghost lights, and and they say that it's actually uh, the, the the marchers. The Warriors and, and supposedly as legend has it if you see this and you encounter it I, I think it's if like if one of them looks at you or something like that uh-huh. then you're in trouble um but I mean we all have Texas has has a, a bunch of different I mean even locally here uh, you have the goatman. Which is in, in Denton. Um, and, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to try to do something with, with that as well. I'm, I'm trying to get some boots on the ground and check out that. But pretty much what it is, is is that uh, the goat man lures you to the train tracks uh-huh. that are on top. It's not just train tracks that are on the ground. It's a train track that that's bridging across, you know, from one part of land to the other.
1: I've seen many uh, paranormal episodes about that. And, you know, just looking up, you know, soon as I can't use the laptop for the podcast itself, you know, I'm, I'm looking up, you know, just urban legends here in Texas. You got the Black Eyed Children of Amarillo. You got the Candy Lady in Terrell, Texas. Uh, I know down here in San Marcos, uh, along the San Marcos River, there's a story that there's a Civil War soldier that. He's pretty much guarding a bridge, waiting for his brother to come home, you know? And it's just, how do you scientifically prove that something's real or not, you know? What is the scientific process to prove that ghosts exist, that cabra the, win- the Windigo, the skinwalkers, or, you know, even Bigfoot himself, or herself in this case, you know, what do we need to scientifically prove that they exist and that's where we lose consensus on if something's real or not is there's no definitive definition on how to scientifically prove it
0: well that's the thing i mean it, the scientists keep on changing the platform of how you prove if something's real or not <laughs> repeatedly it's making it harder and harder and harder. There's a lot of evidence uh-huh. of Bigfoot being real um, through tracks with pictures, uh, cast. Um, I mean, the Bob, the Bob Gimlin film, right, uh-huh. yeah, that, yeah. that they recorded, I think it was 1967. I'm sorry, but whoever believes that is real needs a reality check. I mean, not real. I'm sorry. Whoever thinks that's fake needs a reality check. Whoever thinks it's not real needs a reality check. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the technology of that time, at the same time period, the best movie that came out, the most technology movie that came out was Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Look at that costume. Now look at the film with Patty in it, uh-huh. and you could see the muscles of this creature. You could see how it's flexing, how, it do- how, how the muscles stop flexing. You could see the movement. You can't fake that. Even with today's technology, it's not easy to fake. Uh-uh. It's super hard to do. But in, I'm going to say 99% impossible at that time to fake. They just didn't have the technology. They, they didn't have no CGI. They couldn't fake that kind of movement. That's a natural movement that the body makes when you're moving. The, the flexing of the legs, the flexing of the back, the arms when you're moving them. It's just not possible.
1: And, I mean, I'm pulling up the uh, Robert film, you know, specifically, or something that shows it, and no one has a – that gate is way too natural for anyone to have, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me – there's people that came and were, are, are, were saying, oh, I was the guy that was uh, in the suit. Or there's a guy that said, "Oh, I made the suit," and this is the person that wore it. There's there's even a film that broke that breaks it down. I, I did a uh a pot, I did an episode last year of how some of these so-called experts uh, were trying to say it was fake, and when you look at this stupid suit that this guy had. <laughs> You knew right away that was not that just wasn't it. Like, come on, man, you're you're gonna bring this stupid suit out that you could tell is just the worst looking fake gorilla suit ever. Right, and then you're gonna say it was a Bigfoot suit, and then you're gonna say this other guy that did that. This other guy was the actor of it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Number one, our our bodies cannot naturally move that way. No. Cuz when they move it, it, I know it's not, like a lot of people say it moves like like they're gliding. Mm-hmm. And when they say that, they don't really mean gliding. They just mean that like with us when we're walking, we we go up and down. That's our movement. Uh that's just the way that we walk. So when these move, their bodies don't go up and down like that. It's just straight.
1: I was in the military for eight years, and one of the drill sergeants told me the hardest thing to get someone to do is to get them to walk without bouncing, you know, because, like you said, that's our natural movement, and to get us to all walk without bouncing took weeks, and even then, there was still a little bit of bounce when we walked. You know, because you, you can't take that out, out of our nature. And as far as, the, you know, making of the suit, okay, again, looking at the uh, Gimlin film, you know, there is no way in hell that suit was made if, you know, going on their side. I mean, you you look at the taxidermy of deer and moose and everything, and we haven't perfected that, and it's not moving, you know?
0: Exactly, and that's that's the thing. I mean even if you just went on that film by itself, uh-huh. that's a real creature. Yeah. That right there should be more than enough evidence because there, there's been so many professionals that tried to break that down and tried to say that was fake, and then nobody has ever been able to say that. Of course, there's going to be people coming out saying it because number one – the government or people higher than the government does not want you to know that they exist and definitely back then didn't want you to know they existed. Because oh, yeah. if you did, you would have all, the, all these people, you know, that, that their fear is that all these people are going to enter the forest with guns and blow these things out of the water.
1: And, and funny thing you should say that. As of 2021, this is last year... We have approximately 39 million hunters. And I'm going to take a step back. You guys, I do believe in Bigfoot and other cryptids, stuff like that. But I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. So, I'm in the other camp. We have 39 million hunters. That is just hunters alone. That is not talking about campers or fishermen or even the military out, out and about in the woods. On a almost daily basis, out of 39 million, we should have seen more evidence than what we currently have. You know what I'm saying? Because we're covering, again, we haven't explored everything, but we cover a lot of land as hunters. How come there's been no evidence or, you know, oh, Joe Blow out of South Indiana accidentally. Uh, Shot a Bigfoot while he was traveling the uh, state line between Indiana and Kentucky. You know what I'm saying?
0: So here's here's my my response to that. Okay. I believe it was on Sasquatch Chronicles. There was a gentleman from North Carolina, uh-huh. uh, the Cherokee National Forest area. Uh-huh. Him himself, he is a Cherokee Indian. Now he he grew up with these things, right? So he he's got since he was a kid, you know, the, the, since when he was a little kid, there was this Bigfoot that kept on ter- pretty much terrorizing their house, but yeah. like banging the door or like look through the window and, and scare the crap out of everybody. And finally, his dad had enough. His dad went outside, was yelling at this thing, and there this thing was. You know, screaming back, and then his dad had a shotgun in the hand, blew half his face off, killed uh-huh. it. But they went and buried it. It was, you know, Native American type of deal. So they went and buried it and took care of themselves. He was a little kid. He didn't really ask any questions about it. Yeah. So now, as he's getting older, he's, he's a hunter himself. He's done plenty of tracking. He knows about these things. He's seen, he, he went one time hunting with his uncle out in the mountains over there and they shot this deer, right? They, the deer was down. They went to start doing the whole process of it. And then out of nowhere, his uncle knocks him on his ass because he's trying to get his attention. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, and he goes, yeah, okay, bear. Let me tell you, yeah, there's a bear behind me, whatever. Well, this guy turns around because he thought his uncle was messing with him. And it's a Bigfoot. Now, this Bigfoot doesn't do anything, you know, messed up. He he grabs the deer that they just killed. Legitly rips it in half. Throws half of it on his shoulder and throws the other half at their feet. Well, later on, because he's known for this kind of stuff. Uh, years go by. He gets a message. Hey. Uh, I have a friend, her husband went missing. He went, quote unquote, squatching at his normal spot. Uh, He normally goes for four or five days. He's been gone for a week and a half. Can you please go up there and check on him? Okay. Uh, You know, why don't you call the authorities and such things? She goes, well, I just don't want to bother him because of what's going on, you know, because what he went there to do. And they're going to think that, you know, he's crazy or whatever. Yeah. So he says, all right, that's no problem. So him and another friend that's part of is a member of of some kind of, of law enforcement whether he's part of the forestry or or maybe the local law enforcement. They didn't really go into detail because he didn't want to get his friend in trouble. Yeah. So him and his friend go out there and they they, they look up and they see the, they see uh, the guy's truck. Well, the first thing they see is that the windshield is smashed. There's a big giant dent on the hood. That, that you could tell a body was thrown in. Uh-huh. The car door was open. They didn't really look too much into it. They just were like, all right, well, obviously he must be here. So, and it thought that maybe something else happened. So they're, they're looking, they make it to his camp. His camp is torn up. Tracks all over the place. Uh-huh. Blood all over the place. Uh, the first thing they find is his rifle. Emptied out completely, emptied out. He he emptied every round he could out.
1: All right, so he at least went down fighting.
0: Yeah, so now they're like, What in the world happened here? What happened with this guy? So now they're they're like, All right, well, we need to track him, we we need to find out what's going on. So they start tracking and they're following this track. And then, you know, part of his his hat falls off a a mile later. They're like, All right, let me see what's going on here. Then all of a sudden his boot with his foot is inside it. Another mile later. Then they found his revolver emptied. Now this is this wasn't just any revolver. This was like a a dirty Harry revolver. You get shot with this, your ass is going down. Yeah. Emptied out. They found his body parts, his torso, his head spread uh, spread throughout a seven and a half mile track. So they're laying down targets and flag like flag type of deal. So they know where it is so they can report it back into police. Uh Well, they start they, they call in and let them know what's going on. They're working their way back to the camp. As they get back to the camp, police show up. But not just the police show up. There's one guy that looks like he might be some kind of forest ranger. There's another guy that looks like he could be an FBI agent. All
1: right. So we'll label him, what, Men in Black
0: Sasquatch Edition? Pretty much. Like a a Men in Black Sasquatch Edition for sure. Mm -hmm. So he gives them a story, lets them know what happened, and then the guy's like, listen, uh, you need to – yeah, leave here, and he's like, "Well, nah, I can't leave here. I want to make sure that this is getting taken care of." And y'all, you know, no, this is this is what the deal is. He goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." Now he's as he's talking, he sees that there's other people, these other guys, they're walking around with these big dogs, uh-huh. all over the evidence, oh. all over the tracks, and. Finally, he ends up leaving because they end up threatening him, saying, hey, if you don't leave, this is what's going to happen to you. You better leave. Don't you tell anybody this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Week goes by. Pack of wolves tear up a, 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 a man camping. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. They covered it up. But there's other guys that – I mean other stories I've heard also with like regular hunters that, that have seen Sasquatch. Um, and, but you, as you said, there's, there's 39 million of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the issue is is that some of us do see him mm-hmm. and are afraid or, or her whatever mm-hmm. and are afraid to say, I seen this thing.
1: even fear it It might be something lack of a better term like so awe is firing that your brain doesn't know how to register it and it builds up a wall around it now I will say this I'm, I'm not afraid of many things other than my girlfriend when she's hungry but I will say that if I'm out hunting I see whatever legal game I'm allowed to hunt I'm not going to think twice about it. Now, I will say, if I'm out deer hunting, whatever, and Sasquatch walks by, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep my gun holstered. And when he walks by and I think it's safe enough, I'm going to go back to my house. And I'll never step foot in the woods again.
0: And that's something that happens to a lot of people. uh West Groomer from Sasquatch Chronicles, for instance, that happened. That that exact way you laid that out is what happened with him. He was an avid hunter, loved hunting, loved going out of the woods. Uh, you know, like my like myself, he's stayed pretty much late, like fell asleep on the actual ground with a hoodie. You know, just wearing a hoodie and passing out, going to sleep. Yeah. Is how comfortable he was in the forest. Well, he bumped into one of these things one time, uh-huh. and it was so terrifying. His experience that he never wanted to go out in the woods again. Now, sometimes he does from time to time when it comes to his kids. Like if they they like really want to go camping, he's like, "All right," but he always you know is always packed with something, uh-huh. um, and it. it And that that happens to a a lot of a lot of people that go out hunting or fishing. Um, And and I mean, I've heard so many things just from Sasquatch Chronicles, different people that are doing interviews and telling about their encounter, telling about their their sighting. A lot of people. uh, What's that?
1: You were breaking up for a second.
0: Oh, sorry about that. So that, that exact thing's happened to a lot of people where they look at and they're just scared and like, well, I'm not going back in the woods. I don't give a crap. And, and I'm not, not just, I'm not going back in the woods and ever going hunting again or anything else in there, but I'm also not telling anybody about this. Right. Um, and, and it changes, uh, you know, you see a lot of people, people start drinking a lot more or, or some people do drugs and they're just trying to forget about what this experience was, because um, they do have like a, seeing something like that adds a certain amount of stress that you can't really, I guess, describe because it's not we you know we get told as as we're growing up that these things that we see in the movies or that we hear about from friends or family, that, that that they're not real. They're made up. They're fake. You know, they're just, they're just legends.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for podcast like this, it, it gives someone a safe platform if they want to remain anonymous. That's fine. I, I'm all for protecting the, anim- protecting the individual so they don't get any, uh, you know, backlash. But at the same time, you know, this is something where... Let's go out and explore ourselves, you know, uh, and just to see what we see firsthand and how it can be, whether interpreted correctly or even, you know, just misinterpreted, period.
0: Exactly. And and that's, that's my thing. Uh, I mean, I've had my own encounters. Of different stuff i've i've talked to uh mr tony merkel from the confessionals you could listen to episode 414 and uh we go we go about over uh some of the stuff that I, i've encountered um there's not a there's not a person on this planet and i'm not saying this to sound like some kind of crazy badass but there's not a person on this planet that i fear i might get my ass whipped true enough Brock Lesnar gets in my face. I'm gonna fight him. I'll get my ass beat, but I will fight.
1: Well, same here. Like I tell people, I'm 35 years old. I'm long overdue for an ass whipping. You know, I mean, you've been around me long enough. You, you know, my mouth gets me in trouble real damn quick.
0: I mean, to me, that's 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 really the the way we. Uh, that's the way we are, and unfortunately, I I have a a thing inside me that doesn't know how to mind my own damn business. Uh-huh. So if I see somebody acting stupid or maybe threatening a girl or hit a girl or hitting kids or, or, or something like that, I don't know how to mind my business. It's just not inside yeah. me. I don't know how to stop myself from doing something. I've, I've done it time and time again.
1: Oh, yeah. but,
0: and I think that's all of us, to be honest. Something like like this it's I think it's really hard to for a decent amount of people uh-huh. to see whether it's bigfoot dogman uh something paranormal, aliens, whatever it is it's all uh-huh. stuff that we get told doesn't really exist, True. Now, so it's very hard to go through and be like. No, man, this doesn't match up with anything. My brain doesn't know how to how to how to register this whatsoever. I mean, say you see you see a Sasquatch or, you know, Bigfoot, hairy Man, whatever you want to call him, your brain goes through a checklist. Is that a bear? No, definitely not a bear. Human, uh maybe a human wearing a, you know, Camouflage, shadow, I don't know. Uh, no, it's too, way too big. It, and it just goes to a checklist of, and once you've reached the end of your checklist, then your, your brain a lot of times doesn't know how to react to that. Wow, I don't know. What the, the, this is really a thing. I've like, it's a Bigfoot. Holy crap. I can't believe this right now. Um, and that's the crazy thing, that really is. Like, I, I think that's what messes with a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being afraid of what you're looking at and you don't know what it is. Um,
1: here's a fun, here's a fun question. question so, so hunt. hunting anyone who hunts and fish, we, we are considered the top conservationists for wildlife, you know, because we. We cull the herds or the populations of animals, that way diseases don't run rampant, natural resources don't get out of control or depleted, you know, depending on what you're after. Let's say we 100% prove that Bigfoot exists, you know, it's legit, there's no denying it. Do we automatically label, label them as an endangered species? If so, how do we track population uh, of said Bigfoots? And do we eventually open the doors to where we find out there's 100 million Bigfoot in North America? Do we open it to where they're hunted or will they still be protected to an extent? You know what I'm saying?
0: See, my thing is I can't see. I I can't. As a hunter myself, I can't see a reason to hunt them. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, they're, they don't really have fur; they have hair like us. So it's not like uh, you can you hunt them for their fur. Okay. Uh, they're they're bipedal and they're they're humanish, and I, I I wouldn't hunt them for their meat because it's almost being cannibalistic, and I, I just I personally wouldn't do that. So personally, for me, I wouldn't see hunting them. Uh, but I would try to figure out what's going on and what what tribes or what clans are the violent ones, and maybe try to get a grip on them. Yeah. Um, because there are thousands of people that go missing in the in the in the natural forest every single year. That just disappear. I mean, sometimes uh, you might get lucky and find the body years later. Uh Um, but you, they, they're, they're gone. So to me, I I think I would try to get the nip on that. Give a warning to everybody that steps into the forest, the woods saying, Hey, these things are real. If you want to take your chance and go out camping and hunting and whatnot, I suggest you bring a gun with you. That's strong enough to take this thing down if it goes on the attack. Because one-on-one, I mean, I'm using the six you're not taking this thing out.
1: Oh, yeah, that's one of those things where you have to shoot to kill. If you wound it, you're so, so screwed.
0: And from everything that I've heard, it's very, very far and few in between. That they travel on their own. Yeah. So they're always traveling with at least two. I've heard many stories where it, it, people have encounters and they've had guns on them. Uh-huh. And they've heard them trying to, you know, attack them from behind. Uh-huh. And then you have to try to counter that. I mean, especially if you're out there by yourself and you're dealing with something like this, it, it's a bad move. It's a very bad move. Uh, I I think, I think they have a defensive mechanism. They, there's a thing that they call mind speak. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it until Les Stroud, uh-huh. from Survivor Man, yeah, mentioned this and said that he's actually heard mind speak from one of these uh, creatures. Uh-huh. Now he he has nothing to gain with saying this zero and has everything to lose yeah because he's famous he also ha- he also plays music um you know so he he has a lot of stuff to lose and he yet he came out and said hey i've i've heard this mind speak mm-hmm. now to me what i personally think is you, you hear some hunters saying, oh, I got it in my sights and I, I just, I couldn't kill it because it was, it's too much of a human like. I think that that kind of implants, I think it kind of implants something in your head saying, hey, please don't shoot me. I'm, I'm just like one of you. Yeah. There's also hunters and people that encountered this, that had a gun to it and said, I didn't shoot it because some told me if I shot it. I'm not going to kill it, and it's going to kill me mm-hmm. that make it seem like it's unkillable un you know penetrable so it's it's a lot of different stuff to me that I think that's a that's a, a actual defensive mechanism that they have is why they they don't you don't hear a lot of people saying they killed them now you you hear it from time to time some people saying they shot and killed them. Uh, some even say they buried the body. Yeah. Uh, others saying they shot him and couldn't find the body afterwards. Um, but to me, I think that's a very thing where if they if they can truly do this mind speak, and I believe they can solely just because of what Les Stroud said and a lot of other people said they've heard the mind speak thing. Uh, I think that's something that they could use saying, you know, hey, you don't want to kill me because uh, number one, you can't. You shoot me. I'm going to rip you to shreds that that thing that you have in your hand is not big enough to put me down or the opposite saying, Hey, I'm just like you don't shoot me. I'm, I'm, I'm just as human as you are. I'm just bigger and hairier. Yeah. Uh, part of why you don't, we, we don't really uh get a dead body and say here. And I think the other part is whether it's, our government or some other higher government or, or, whatever MIB background is. Cause there's a lot of those stories that they show up when these things are reported. Um, yeah. and, and it's absolutely, uh, crazy to me.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's other places. their their version of Bigfoot, I mean, you look at, what is it, Nepal, and they call him the Yeti, I mean, same basic creature, just different name, and they have almost a religious view of them, you know, and um, worshipping them to some extent, I mean, they have one supposed uh, scalp of a Yeti. That is locked away in a
0: uh, a shrine. Yeah, I mean you're right. There's uh, that's that's the other thing. There's so many of these that pretty much have the same basic just, uh, description, um, all around the world. And it's not just here in the U.S. It, uh, it's not just in Canada. It, it, it's in China. It's in Russia. It's all over the place. And it's almost, I mean, size difference, yes, because you're, you're going to get that. You're going to get like some more hair depending on where it's at. I mean, if you're in Russia, yeah, more hair definitely because it needs to stay, you know, keep the body heat inside. There's, they're, they're over in Iraq. They're in Iran. There, there, there's a story. Um, Sasquatch Chronicles I want to say Uh, I might be wrong but I'm pretty sure It's on Sasquatch Chronicles About A gentleman from our military Goes in he's meeting with one of the At that time a a, a big a, A leader A big time leader over in Iraq That's like not one of their Government leaders but one of the leaders for a, a, a gang or, or a tribe somebody big over there and he's trying to negotiate mm-hmm. so they could peacefully pass by yeah. and he jokingly happens to say something about Sasquatch jokingly well the, tra- the translator says what he said and then all of a sudden the faces in the hut that they're in turns very serious. Uh And then he goes, yeah, we do have them here. Why the hell are you asking about them? They terrorize our, our communities and people local here.
1: Yeah.
0: And he goes, wait, 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 Uh, let me just clarify this. It says it again. So they're, they've, been known to do this stuff there's throughout the entire world but there's there's so many other things out there that uh not just a big hairy man but you know like again dogmen there there's little people uh gnomes who they what they call red caps mm-hmm. giants and i mean there you had the military unit that was overseas that that killed the giant. Not a lot of, I mean, people know about it now because of course that there's not a lot of people who are going to stay quiet about that, you know? <laughs> um, so something like that, where you got these things that are alive and, and still around. And, uh, I mean, you could, the Bible mentions giants they mentioned Nephilim and and everything else under the sun, like all these other things that are been encountered now that we call cryptids uh-huh. are mentioned, but it's not just the Bible again if you you go by the history and i 'm just going to say Vikings because that 's how everybody knows uh that particular group of people, the Vikings are, also have their own history and i i I have a saying on this podcast where i say history is evidence Mm -hmm.
1: and you know going back to what i i said earlier in this episode is we have all these myths all stories are based in truth at one point so what is the truth i mean about bigfoot yeti the nefelheim the Dogman, Juba Cabra, hell, one cryptid we haven't even touched on, and he's in here in North America as well. Mothman, you know.
0: Well, yeah, like, he, he is a, a very well known cryptid at that. I,
1: oh yeah, my uh, my girlfriend, she's obsessed with Mothman. If I let her, she'll probably get a Mothman tattoo. You know, uh, you remember that old show? I mean, we're both old enough. Uh, X Files yes main catchphrase the truth is out there
0: (laughs) yes yes
1: you know we just gotta find it and the scientific community needs to come up with a hardened platform on this is what we need to prove that bigfoot exists this is what we need to prove that ghosts exist this is what we need to prove that vampires exist uh there's a story i heard a while back uh And it kind of goes along with the Bible. You know, Judas of Israel, Israel uh, betrays Jesus. Essentially, he becomes the first vampire. Rumor has it, he's not dead. He's living in New Orleans. You know, whether that's just a myth passed down through time or whatnot, you like, let's prove it or disprove it one way or the other.
0: You know what I'm saying? I mean... I've heard it. I've definitely heard what you're talking about, and I've heard that I uh, I heard, uh, and I don't know why. Maybe because it's maybe because of how old New Orleans really is, uh-huh. and the history behind it. Uh, But I've heard there's there's that legit vampires in that that area, so it's a, to me it's it's a very intriguing, uh, thing for sure. Um, to to touch base on, um. And then Mothman. Mothman has been shown up in Chicago, of all places, Chicago. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm not sure if if your if your girlfriend uh, got the chance to look into that, but I would say definitely check out the newer stuff that's uh going on in Chicago, because uh, apparently it's been seen in a lot of different places in Chicago. Oh yeah,
1: uh, I just looked it up. New Orleans was founded in 1718 you got to think that's almost 60 or right around 60 years before we were an independent country away from great Britain. And on top of that, you have native Americans, you have the Spaniards, you have French, the, uh, Island people, you know, the Bahamas and Jamaica, all, you know, pouring their beliefs, their traditions, all. It it just, we have to find the right string to pull with any cryptid period before it to unravel and to, to definitively prove or disprove the existence.
0: I agree a hundred percent. And I think, uh, I think some things are going to be way, way harder to prove than others. Um, because I think a lot of the even if you go with science, uh, I think a lot of people in the science world will be, you know, in denial because then it means that if some of these things uh are, are are proved real, that the, that they would be wrong, and you know as well as I know, scholars, uh, you know, especially with science, do not want to be proved wrong, especially by people uh, such as myself or you or, or Russell or anybody like that, that didn't, you know, do this specific study and go to college and and, uh, the academia, um, they don't want to be proven wrong about that. So they'll they be like, oh, well, you know, what? nah, the, the, you still have to prove this right here. So I think they're always going to try to add something to it until we find such proof that's such in their face. There's no possible way for them to say, uh, no, that's not real. Um, the, the, there's going to come to a point where they're just going to be like, yeah, all right, you're right. Well,
1: essentially, like, anyone, scholar, scholar, would be yeah, talking about tripping up the economy. anyone like that that is quote unquote educated, they're going to label us conspiracy theorists. Alright, cool. I'll wear that badge with honor. But more importantly, the way you look at it is we are the extremist of scientists. They want concrete proof. We are based off of really faith. And most of my time, I watch obscure documentaries out the ass when I'm off work. Uh, Some of my favorite people, you know, Josh Gates and his shows, uh, Albert Lynn and his shows for Nat Geo, then uh, even one better. You have Brad Meltzer, who does a lot of um, uncovering of conspiracy theories, you know, what's actually in the vault at uh, Fort Knox, you know, Scott Walter, who believes that Vikings were here earlier than what we originally thought. You know, which leads into Oak Island and everything. So, my idea, let's take a bunch of these people that have backgrounds in forensic geology, archaeology, recreating the past, like Albert Lynn, he was over in Israel, uh, and looking at the uh, city of Acre, you know, one of the last strongholds for the Templar Knights, and he used modern technology after examining these places and rebuilt a digital of acre you know so what if we recruited all these people say the people from expedition unknown and bigfoot expedition throw them all into a pot for a massive show to once and for all get to the bottom of the story
0: I mean, to me, I I think right now the 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 best thing that's really helping us out, that's really giving us that extra uh, push to say that for for Bigfoot at least, is Expedition Bigfoot. Um, uh, did you did you watch season three yet?
1: Uh, I'm actually going to start that tonight while
0: I'm eating dinner. So, uh, season you know one through two. Awesome. The evidence that they're grabbing is amazing. Season three is spectacular. I think you're going to love it. I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're really pushing the limits. I mean, even it, it, Dr. Mayor, right. She even questions what's going on. Like she, she's second guessing it now. She's second guessing and saying, Oh, are these things actually real? Uh, so uh, dude what, you're gonna be blown away when you've seen some of the foot seen seen the footage um that russell caught just uh, amazing speechless um for sure so uh definitely uh let me know what you think about that because to me that's it's a straight amazing uh, they're 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 kicking butt and taking names that, uh-huh. and nothing against the finding bigfoot fellas because i I have bobo is the man uh i actually um so i was in north carolina i took my boys out to yori national uh yori national forest and we had a this big huge print that was on my window uh-huh. um i didn't notice until they were unpacking them because we we dude, we got there so late one night I'm like, guys, we're just going to sleep in the car. Y'all can set up the tent later. You know, tomorrow morning, first thing in the morning, you set the tent up and everything else up. Don't worry about it right now. Let's just eat our, you know, eat our food and go to sleep. Yeah. So we all had some crazy uh, encounter that night. Yeah. That none of us could quite describe. So the next day, I open the door for one of the boys so they could take the stuff out. And I see on my my, uh, window, driver's side, back seat, that there's this big print on there. There's like this big grease mark. I'm like, what the hell is that? So then I take a closer look and I'm like, holy shit, that is a knuckle print and it was a a big knuckle print so i'm like i'm i'm decided i'm like all right well i'm not a small guy let me let me measure it, my hand versus this thing and this thing was twice the size of mine uh-huh. and i said oh shit well so i took pictures i was super excited took some pictures i wasn't thinking clearly like how to that, like maybe i should have put something darker behind the window to really highlight <laughs> highlight it well yeah. I actually send uh, the photos out to Bobo from Finding Bigfoot, uh-huh. and he's like, "Well, let me get back to you. I'm going to send them out to some friends that are experts, and we'll let you know, you know, what we think." It came back; they they said it was a Sasquatch knuckle print.
1: Uh-huh.
0: A few of them in existence, not a lot, but very few. So that. To me, was amazing. I'm like, holy crap, there's some evidence right there. Um, uh, along with some of the other stuff that we had happen as well. So it all put it together and, and was it was a pretty, uh, pretty cool experience. But,
1: that's, kind, that's kind of cool. I, I, I wish I
0: was there for that one. Dude, I, I tell you what, I actually wish I had you there. Because I what I did was I went back a year later. Not all my boys. I went back with a, a friend of mine. His name's Adam. So I went back with him, but he's a big scary, like scaredy cat. <laughs> we had I went with him, and I took my dog, my, my dog Bear, my husky Australian Shepherd. Yeah. And he started act funny at night. Nighttime, he starts like growling, and we could hear these like we're we're, we're in the forest, uh, like the farthest campground from everybody else. Um. And and I could hear stuff in the background. He's growling, and I'm like, man, he doesn't ever do this. Like, even if it's somebody walking around, he won't do it. He'll just bark and be like, "Hey, you, you need to back up." Uh-huh. But like, he actually got into a like a position where he was looked like he was getting ready to attack something, and he was in a tent. I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. Of course, I, I've at that I had my you know carbine with me. I had my my sidearm with me. Um, <clears throat> but we also went around and uh, we seen some uh, uh, what's called uh, structures. Yeah, Bigfoot structures. Took pictures of that, um, and there's just a, there's just a lot going on. But man, he he was so scared. He wanted he wanted the hell out of there. I would have stayed there by myself, but. His, his, his girlfriend, fiance, whatever she was, <laughs> refused to wasn't able to come get him. Uh-huh. So uh, sometimes, man, I just wish I had somebody uh, extra with me that w- did not get, scare off easy because it was to me that's exciting. I like putting boots on the ground when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I, um,
1: I'd definitely be there. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, she. She makes fun of me because she said, your tombstone's going to say one of two things. Uh, He was sarcastic at the wrong time, which is about 100% true. And the second is he touched something he shouldn't have. So, you know, yeah, I made the comment earlier that if I see Bigfoot while I'm hunting, I'm, I'm leaving the woods. But knowing me and how dumb I am, you know, because I have a Texas, Florida education added with eight years of the Army. Uh, I'm going to try to pet the damn thing. And, you know, you're going to be like, Jeff, 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 stop. And it's too late. You know, I get pulverized.
0: I was, I, the funny part was, as I was legitly picturing this, like you doing that before you said that. Because I was like, I could see him reaching out and trying to pet this damn thing. And then you said it. I was like, well, I guess that's exactly what he would do. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Tulian? Uh, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying me and uh, my co-host, Jeff. Um, go back and forth and talking about the cryptids and Bigfoot. And uh, right now having a, just a fun little story of uh, what would happen if, if Jeff seen Bigfoot. So,
1: my question is, if since we live, you and I live here in Texas, which would be better bait for Bigfoot: breakfast tacos or brisket?
0: Man, I'm gonna have to say brisket.
1: Right, just out there, just like let a brisket smoke over an open fire, and just like put the trail cams up.
0: Oh, with no, with no question, I, I think brisket. <laughs> I you see now. Now that you're saying that, now I would probably have to fight the Bigfoot for a brisket.
1: Especially if we added Rudy's barbecue sauce to it. Ah, oh, oh. man, it would
0: be it would be game over. I would, I would certainly have to fight the the Bigfoot for the brisket, and then okay. you would be like, Dan, Dan, no, no, you, you ain't winning this one.
1: Well, um, just before you fight him, uh, make sure you leave your RV, your tent, your dogs, your guns, all to me in the will. That way the state doesn't take it.
0: Yeah, I'll have to write something out real quick. I mean, if for if it's for the tacos, I, I might just let him have it. Brisket, mm-hmm. on the other hand, mm. might have to. I might have to fight the hairy man for it. Man,
1: now I'm about to take out like a small mortgage just so I can get a, a smoker to make a brisket. Can I get a loan at eight o'clock at night? <laughs>
0: Oh man, I gotta try to get my hands on my smoker. Actually, there my my smoker is in storage. It's in in Houston, and right now I'm in the lovely tiny little town of Springtown. You might,
1: you might as well just call it what it,
0: is, what it is: Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yes, the Dallas Fort Worth area. That is where I'm at. Even though, uh, well, yeah, it's not bad here. I, I like it here. Um. I, I like being a – me and Jeff are part of uh, – I'm going to give a shout-out to our group, the Midgard Midgard Viking Brotherhood. Uh, we're both part of the South Texas – well, I guess we're all one now. Or did that – did we all switch to one now? Uh, uh, it's uh,
1: Correct, correct. No, no. You know, we're Texas. Texas won't put one anymore.
0: Well, we're at a Texas, we're part of the Texas, Texas at, uh, we're, we're all one brotherhood. Um, and, and it's just really just a, a bunch of, uh, guys. And then there, we also have shield Maidens as, uh, as well. So the, we got the gals, uh, along with us that like to help each other out and, uh, be for pretty much be there for each other and be there for our community. So, um, big shout out to the MVB and the shield maidens, uh, a wonderful group of people, um, that I'm thankful for, because that's how I met Jeff. Jeff is an awesome dude. Uh, was very cool uh, meeting this sarcastic son of a bitch from the start. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of the other stuff,
1: it, we don't want to help each other with other problems. Uh, you know, if you have take them to Discord, I'm either heading a campaign for Texas and Ducks Unlimited, Unlimited. Uh, to the for so we can it
0: and that's why i i've i know about it because of the the hof and also because of uh discord and whatnot. but i was kind of trying to lure you into that uh, since it was your thing, oh, yeah. so yeah, I I've sure. wanted yeah. you to talk about that a little bit. Uh, it, it, one thing, so, one
1: thing that you've learned about me: I don't back anything unless I one hundred percent believe in them. Conservation, uh, the beard struggle, uh, MVP, you know, all of that—I believe in it. You know, along with you know the other programs that I'm in the for board work with, you know, it's. it's it's all, it's light, all light, 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 light. light it's a lot of it's veterans, it's a lot of first responders, first responders, and just everyday the guys of the working class, work class that we, we talked about earlier. Earlier. It's, and we need to come together. We're now, we're going to have, have, have different, 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 different things. things. So you, you say Bigfoot exists, I say it's whatever, but that's what this is So, as long as in some form of fashion, of Shining us as a human front. we're good.
0: I could, I could definitely vouch for that, man. I was going through some, some uh, pretty rough times before. And uh, the the whole reason why I joined, man, because I was really looking for, for some kind of brotherhood, you know, uh, that I could be a part of not just to, you know, reach out and and, uh, help, help me. But I, I like the fact that we reach out and help the communities around us and, um, not just the communities, but the, the, the world that, that, you know, around us. Um, Cause we're, we're not just here in Texas. We're throughout the entire world. I'm not certain for in every country yet, but we are in a lot of them. Um, I
1: put it to you this, way. Uh, uh, this challenge that we made for Texas. I still got a bunch that I got to sell and get out of here for charity. But so far I've sent some to, Several states here in the U.S. I've sent to Canada, uh, England, Ireland, France, Belgium, uh, New Zealand. You know, a lot of places, my man. And it just every every time I get on Facebook or Instagram, something you know a new a new clan, a new et shows up, and I'm like, all right, let me add them. You know, because it's not just one person against the world; it's the all of us
0: against the world. Well. And that's the thing, uh I you know what the, the thing is that we're we all come together like you said it doesn't matter what our personal beliefs are. Um it, and we had this debate a while ago and, and and even a couple months ago there was somebody that uh um a, a lot of a lot of our a decent amount of members I don't want to say a lot but a decent amount of members are the what I call Nordic Religion or Asa True is is the really the I guess the headline of our, our the, the religion um, because they're they're the ones that actually went forward and and got everything uh, actually uh, based in at least here in the U.S. Um, uh, approved. So, uh, but there was there was somebody that said something about Christianity and that we stuck up for them because there was one person that said something bad against it. And that's not what we're about. We don't. You might have a different belief uh, than us, but we're always going to have your back. Yeah. It has. We no matter what, whether it's Christians, whether it's Nordic or Asatru or, or whatever your belief system is, the base of most belief systems, not all, but most, are to have you walk that straight and narrow path. And to be a good person deep down. And as long as you're a good person and you're there for, you know, your family, other people, um, that's what counts.
1: Exactly. And the way I look at it, it's, it's the Masonic Lodge philosophy just for a younger, cooler crowd.
0: Oh man! Oh no! Oh yes! That's so. Oh, hey, the Masonic Lodge is so evil.
1: Uh, trust me, they're part of the Templar Knights.
0: I that that is that I believe a hundred percent. Um, which
1: is funny because uh, like the few times I do play video games, you I throw down on Assassin's Creed all the time? And I have like a massive conspiracy theory, which might be another episode where like I honestly to God think assassins and Templars are actually in a real life uh, war because that storyline for the gang series is just way too realistic.
0: I actually agree with you. I, I've, I've kind of thought that since uh, I think since number three. Things started kind of falling in place where I'm like, man, this kind of seems like this might be a real legit thing. And uh, see, well, you said the Masonic Lodge, right? So, my buddy Tony, man, Tony Merkel from the Confessionals, uh, he, he he knows some solid uh, people that were were members, no longer members, were members, um, and as much as I don't want to say. That it is a evil thing, and and only the the main reason why I don't want to say that is because my great great uncle, who I was close to when I was a little kid, uh, was a major part. Like he was he was high high up there, um, in, in the New Jersey, North New Jersey, uh, the, one of the temples up there, and and it goes from lodge to temple. Now, the 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 higher you go is depends on where you're at. Um, but I, I had a hard time thinking about that, but, uh, there are so many people, uh, that have come out that were a part of it, um, that are saying that it, it's not what everybody thinks. It's not what they per- portray themselves. And it, it, it's a touchy subject, man. It really is. Because part of me wants to believe that they're not... Uh, As evil as a lot of people say they are, Uh but the other part of me also knows that when there's X amount of people coming out saying, hey, man, this is what what they do. This is what happens. And yes, at the lower tiers of the Masonic Mason Lodge, you can't really 100% tell. So if like if you're just a beginner there or if you're 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 just you're like a lower leveled member uh-huh. it's gonna seem like everything's okay like these guys like to do fundraising uh-huh. they like to do other stuff, but they also like to do uh rituals uh-huh. um that aren't the best of rituals well we'll just put it there put it put it there there's also a link to between them and the Luminati. Uh, so there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that has to unpack. And I, I want to look more and more into it. Um, there, there's a guy that uh, Tony Merkel uh, talks to. He's, he's, he's friends with, he, he's uh, he, he has a podcast with another gentleman called kill the mockingbirds. Um, great podcast. I, I just started listening to it a couple of days. I'm like, 20 episodes in already, uh, because I'm in a truck for 14 hours doing a re as a repo agent. I got time. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got plenty of time. But, uh, yeah, man, that's a, I, I personally believe we're better than the Masonic Mason lodge and any other group that's out there because, uh, I've seen a lot of groups, right. I, I've, I've been asked to join a lot of different groups. Uh-huh. um, I've even been asked to join certain gangs, biker uh, MC clubs, as it were, Uh, wouldn't because that's just not my thing and no issue with anybody that has that that does enjoy doing that. That's, That's your thing.